Welcome to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. This podcast by Kevin Paneskis, also known as the Property Soldier, covers all aspects of serviced accommodation and how to make it a profitable and sustainable business. Kevin started investing in property in 1991 whilst serving in the British Army and now owns a multi-million pound property portfolio and serviced accommodation business and is a best-selling author. And now your host, Kevin Paneskis. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Service Accommodation Property Podcast. Today we have got Catherine Turner for you to come and talk about leverage and outsourcing in your service accommodation business. In fact, in any type of business, you definitely need to be outsourcing and leverage. So Catherine herself, she's got her own podcast, the Leveraged Lifestyle. lifestyle podcast, <laughs> Leverage Lifestyle podcast. And so you should all subscribe to that as well. Catherine's background, she's a property investor. She's done lots of service accommodation investing as well. So purchase to SA, buy to let conversion into service accommodation, rent to SA, take, her and her other half, Stephen, have taken on blocks of apartments uh, and and you know, done those as service accommodation as well. Service accommodation management, so a wealth of knowledge in service accommodation. But more importantly, the only way you can get to scale in your service accommodation business is when you understand how to leverage and outsource. And so I think it's about time to be getting Catherine up onto the stage. You're going to uh, really enjoy this talk, I am sure. So can I give a massive round of applause to Catherine Turner? Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Um, I'm also leveraging at the same time and uh, recording mine a little bit in case we get some nice little snippets from my own podcast. I'm, I'm all about leverage whenever I give a keynote. Uh, but thank you very much to uh, Kevin and Caroline uh, for having me here. And thank you all for, for being here as well. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to come and do a talk like this because... I do believe that when we are going into businesses, because you have an SA business, you, it's not just kind of any property investment strategy. I do believe this is a true business in the sense that, you know, you're dealing with customers, with clients. They're not just kind of tenants that stay there forever. You know, they're in and out. You're dealing with lots of different moving parts within your business. And I do think if you're not leveraging, if you're not automating, if you're not systemizing, and then eventually outsourcing that, you are just going to create yourself another day job. Does anyone here want another day job? No, of course not. And I believe everyone listening is not going to want another day job. So this is really about how you leverage. You leverage your knowledge and skills that you're getting through the podcast, through working with Kevin and Caroline here, and really making sure that you take that knowledge, but then how can you go and grow this business, scale this business, create what you actually wanted it for? Because I'm sure many of you didn't go into, you know, into this going, I want to service accommodation business. I want to deal with guests. I want to deal with booking.com and all of that great stuff. What you actually wanted was a stream of income to get you to where you actually wanted to go. Is that right? Yeah? Great. You can say yes. It's fine. It's allowed. Okay. So like I said, the topic of this talk is all about how you leverage your service accommodation business. Now, a lot of what I will go through will, of course, be applicable to all types of businesses as well. But of course, I have niched this specifically to the service accommodation topic, as I'm a room full of service accommodation owners uh, and, and listening to the podcast as well. So... Catherine Turner is my name. Uh, if you want to get in touch after this as well, uh, it's Catherine with a C at turnerinvest.co.uk. 
That's my personal email. She will come to me, not my PA, not my VA at all. This will come to me. Uh, she will check every now and again if I'm overworking myself and she, you know, the same old questions are coming in. But uh, otherwise, that is directly to me. So I want to take you through the sequence here because I believe there is a sequence to this. Because I think all too often, and I have to put my hand up, I made the mistake at first, of essentially thinking, I just need another person, I need another me. Does anyone ever feel like that? Just need another me, yes? So it's all about, okay, what is that sequence that has to happen before you get to another you? And there is no other you, by the way. There might actually be someone who's kind of better than you. You just don't know it yet. And that's sometimes a scary thought, right? Because you want to be in control. You want to do everything that you know how to do in your business. You're the best person who's going to do it in your business. You're the only person who's going to do it the way that it should be. But actually, when you bring other people in, it can open up new opportunities. It can allow you to scale your business. But before you get to that other person, there's a sequence we're going to go through first. So the first step is to leverage. Now, a lot of people, when I talk about leverage, they think I'm talking about leveraging other people. When I talk about leverage, it is holistically. There is so much more to leverage than just outsourcing to someone else. So that's why I've separated leverage from outsourcing. We're leveraging systems. We're leveraging processes. We're leveraging platforms. We're leveraging technology. We're leveraging networks. Because one of the things you're doing here is also leveraging education. You're leveraging knowledge. It's what you're doing by listening to podcasts, what you're doing by being in this room. So there are so many different ways to leverage than just by getting someone else to do it. So that all makes sense. So most of you know about the booking flat platforms by now, but essentially you're leveraging them. This is a great marketing tool. So when I first started, probably about five years ago now, my service accommodation business, the, the first property I took was our first single buy to let and I created it into our first service accommodation unit. And it was all a bit of a test. And someone told me to go and test it for about three months. So I did a lot of things wrong because in my mind, it was still just all a test. What I did do is get it up to, to scratch, made it look really lovely uh, and put it out there on two of the biggest platforms there are, booking.com and Airbnb. In those first three months, I had nearly 100% occupancy. Do you think I wanted to do this again? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, this works. And this isn't a test anymore. But what I hadn't done, because it was all a test, is get myself a channel manager. I didn't have any system set up. It was just me, a telephone, and my laptop. And that was it. And hey, that's a great way to start a business, by the way. That's cool if you can start a business like that. But for me, actually leveraging those booking platforms, and one of the biggest pieces of leverages I did for the first one, and I didn't even know this was a thing, I just did it. So a little tip here, write this all down. For longer bookings, when they're coming through from Airbnb, you're obviously chatting to the person. It's unlikely if they're coming first time, they've never seen your apartment before, they're coming there for a long time, maybe they're wanting to start some negotiation with you on nightly prices, they might want to come and see the property. Now for our two first longest bookings, that's exactly what happened. So one was for a six week booking, and he was working at the local theatre. So I'm based in Chelmsford. That's where our first essay is in Essex. Yes, I know you can't tell by the accent. And I've tried very hard. And so he, uh, he said he was working in the theatre and they had a very small nightly budget, but there was going to be six of them. And the apartment was set up for six, so great. But it, 
told me what his daily budget was for food and accommodation. So they're getting paid by the theatre. They were the technical staff for the production for the panto. So by the way, I also started up SA in the start of winter, which probably most people believe, are you crazy, are you mad? So, you know, I had a good first winter. It was, it was great. So six weeks, and he said he was into theatre. And he was a technical person. And I just had this idea. I know people in theatre. I've worked in amateur dramatics and uh, I've done theatre and I've done dance and drama and all this sort of stuff. And I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to try it. Facebook search. So I knew his name. We had one mutual friend in common. And that was it. I messaged him on there and I said, do you want to, uh, obviously I've got to charge you or Airbnb is going to charge you an additional commission. I can take that off if you book directly with me. Does that work in everyone's favour? Great leverage, right? So I leveraged social media to actually go and find him in person. I said, I hope you don't mind me contacting you directly. We have a mutual friend, blah, blah, blah. And off we go. The second long booking that came in was for six months. And again, he was there with his contractor workmates and they wanted to come and see the apartment beforehand. So again, on Airbnb, you can't give numbers and I'm probably sure I shouldn't be saying this publicly, but hey, why not? Again, there is ways to bring them off, to share with them where the property is or where you're going to meet near the property and then show them around. And again, we were able to take the booking offline. So again, leveraging those platforms to now get direct bookings. And again, it just meant I now had this direct booking uh, details as well for whenever he needed another six month booking. Do we love a six month booking? Pretty nice, right? Okay. The next thing we need to leverage is agencies. Now, this is, again, another thing I did well at the beginning without really knowing what I was doing. Again, it was all a test for me at the beginning. Kevin and Caroline hadn't started what they were doing at that point. So I was just testing and feeling my way a lot of the time. And that was to get in with agencies. Now, a lot of agencies nowadays, you have to have a certain number of properties within an area before they'll even consider you now. So luckily, that was I was got in ahead. And so Silverdorf took me on and I, I listed my very first and only essay with them because I was actually the only essay at the time in my hometown. So they kind of needed me. And we're not far from London as well, so it works nicely. Now, what we've done over this time uh, is create our own agency because we've built up a number of contacts and clients. We know a lot of people in the essay world across the UK. We've actually now become the preferred partner for a construction event and conference that's happening in Amsterdam. And that is all through our agency, bookmystay.co.uk. Feel free again to write that down. Uh, there is a way to register on there, whether you have one, five, 10, 100, we don't mind. Okay, because for us, this is all about building relationships with people who are doing this properly, who are doing this well. And I know if you've been listening to Kevin, if you've been uh, working around Caroline's well, I know you're doing this properly. So bookmystay.co.uk, just click register at the top. It's completely free to do that. Are you leveraging social media? Now, for us, social media hasn't necessarily been about people coming to us directly. What it has been about, though, is people testing that we're real, that we're out there, that we're on the platforms, that we're doing what we're saying, that they can see the pictures, that they can touch us, that they can get in touch. And actually, we do take inquiries now, direct inquiries, usually through Facebook Messenger. But again, it's another portal. So how many portals are we now having to deal with at least? So even if we just went on booking.com, just went on Airbnb, just went to one of the agencies, now two of the agencies, just had a social media and people coming through from Facebook, what are we now, about five? Five platforms we've now got to be managing inquiries coming in through. And one of the things I realized very quickly is the quicker you can respond and let guests know 
that you're available, what your rates are, more details about the property, if they've got any questions, the more likely you are going to get that booking. And that is where outsourcing is gonna play a big role as you get bigger and as you want to scale. So we're gonna to get to that. The other thing that's been a big deal for us, again, uh, a booking we had, again, in our very first day, SA, sort of, again, it started at the, so we started around October, we had the Panto people in there over January. And then again, I had uh, a lady who contacted me, uh, again, I believe through Airbnb, but again, she wanted to come and see the property. Uh, she had family in Chelmsford, but they had moved to New Zealand. And so one of the things she was really keen on was to come and see the property. She had a few little additional requests, but she would be doing kind of a couple of months blocks at a time. So if we did our job right, she would be a great repeat booking with her and her husband. Uh, and that's exactly what we've leveraged along the way repeat bookings. So this is why it's so important to get your guests details. So even if they come through booking.com or Airbnb, this is where it is so important to get your guests details. So you can be in touch with them. When are you next back in York, London, Manchester, whatever, wherever your essay is? Find out why they're there. Now, another good friend of mine, again, actually who my, my husband Stephen met through this mastermind, uh, he's just taken another eight week booking. No, for eight people, I think it's going to be over eight weeks in the end, but for eight people for over eight weeks, it's going to end up being six months or so. It's an archaeological dig. But they came to him a couple of years ago when he first started his SA business and made some inquiries and I think booked for a little bit while they were doing some preliminary tests of the area. He decided, hmm, it's probably about time they're uh, going to be actually doing the full dig now. Call them back. Yep, yeah, we need space for eight people going to be at least eight weeks, if not six months. If you are not calling back the people who have already stayed with you, if you're not keeping in touch with them, you're missing out. So leverage that. You've got those details now, or you will be getting those details now. Okay, that's leverage. And there's way more to leverage, like I say. This is kind of holistically leveraging. Automation and systems. This is the next piece. So Again, for me, I was very quick to outsource to a person before getting my automations and systems done correctly. Now, the great thing or the kind of luck I had on my side, I suppose, is that I had a VA already, a virtual assistant already, before I started my service accommodation business. So I'd already been working with one beforehand to understand actually what I kind of needed to do. But I started the essay business, like I said, as a bit of a test. So I didn't, a lot of stuff was still in my head. And when I talked to New business owners, because of what we do and, uh, you know, around our life leverage and, you know, people come to me because of my podcast, Leverage Lifestyle. People come to us off the back of our Life Leverage Online Masterclass program. And they're like, I'm not ready to take on someone else. And I'm like, but do you know what? As soon as you do, as soon as you make that move to actually hire someone, it's going to kick your butt into gear because that's exactly what it did for us. And so it takes all those things out of your head and makes you have to put them down on paper, on a training video, on a Zoom H1N and create voice memos and voice notes about what you're doing. But what I really don't want any of you to do is have to reinvent the wheel. There are some great platforms out there that are already doing it and that can help you with this as well. Now, one of the things I hate doing is starting with a blank page. I hate starting with a blank page. So. I have a gift for you all. So those listening and those in the room, uh, we have a, a free download, completely free, don't have to sign up to anything. Uh, free download, which is all the contact messages that go to our clients. 
So there's a sequence of contact messages. So if you would like that, I'm going to make sure you've got the details of where to go for that. So don't reinvent the wheel. If someone's already got that information, if someone's already using a system with their mind you borrowing it, can you, can you take the information you're, you learn on the service accommodation intensive? Can you use the information you're learning here and just take that and use it again? Ask permission, of course. Make sure you're not kind of stealing anyone's IP along the way. But, you know, if it's been done before, you can do it again. So using a channel manager, again, I'm trying to think how long into our essay journey we actually started with the channel manager. Must have been over 12 months. Like, consider one. So we use Newbook. It's not one that's often heard about. Uh, Steve, uh, my husband, and as Kevin kind of mentioned at the beginning, he is definitely the systems person. He's the one that presses the buttons at such an hour. Um, I did start my essay business by myself. Uh, it was just on me to start with. And then as soon as Steve came in, it just kind of worked so that it wasn't all in my head anymore. So everything then got put into the channel manager. I think we started with Vivo, I want to say, uh, but we're now on new book. It's just better for money, uh, value for money, we found along the way. Uh, and as they're still relatively new in terms of their systems and everything like that, Steve is actually able to speak to them and say, I'm, I found this doesn't integrate with this, or I'd like it to do this, because he's just an absolute systems geek and I love him for it. Uh, and so he'll call them and say, could you make this change? And they're actually very adaptable. So that's pretty cool to get in uh, with that sort of company on the ground. Uh, as I say, all of that then has our uh, guest contact templates in it or the systems behind it. Now, one of the things it could do at the time was send messages to Slack. So this is another piece of technology. Again, don't start creating your own you know, apps and systems and all this when there's pieces of technology you can literally just plug in and play. So Slack we use to communicate as a team. And one of the things that Newbook does is we can set it up to send a message to Slack to say there's a new booking. So obviously there's a kind of vanity factor and it's quite nice to see all the bookings that have come in each day. But equally, it's great to know that you've got a new booking and you need to do something about it. But what it wasn't doing for us at the time was then setting up tasks in our task management system, which is Asana. Okay. Now, by the way, when I'm ever mentioning any technology, systems, software, anything like that, I am the final test point. Why is that? Because I'm not, uh, you know, I would actively say I'm a bit of a technophobe. Things go, seem to go wrong around me. So if software and technology works and it works well for me, it's in, okay? So any of this, I really, I, I'm advocating them because they are user-friendly as well. That has to be the number one point for me, that I can actually use it. So Asana, I love. Lots of different ways you can view it and look at it and things like that. You can use it on your phone. It just looks great. You can have it as a calendar, list, uh, tiles, however you like to kind of visually view things as well. If you're a list person, it's great. You can tick them all off. If you're a kind of calendar person and want to tick them all off that way, perfect. So now what we have is a piece of software, again, called Zapier. And you create things called Zaps. And again, I say you create things called Zaps. In my life, it's Steve creates things called the Zaps. And again, it's all, it's all there, by the way. I, it's easy to use, he tells me. Um, he's just the one who's doing it in our business. I always have to be like 100% straight and upfront with everyone I speak to. I love talking about this stuff. I'm pretty much the mouthpiece of our business and he can just sit behind and sit on the computer and he's very happy as well. So we know our strengths, we know our weaknesses. And by the way, that's a great thing to leverage. Know your strengths, know your weaknesses. You therefore know what you need to leverage, systemize and outsource. It's really key, write that down. Is anyone working with a business partner here? Great. So. Work out your strengths and weaknesses between you. And by the way, if your strengths are very similar, I've had issues in the past with business partners. One of them used to be my mom. 
We're now no longer business partners because our strengths and our weaknesses were pretty much exactly the same. It just didn't work for us. Me and my husband work really well together because we have a similar vision and values, but our strengths and weaknesses are pretty much exact opposites. So it works really well. So Zapier creates these zaps. So now it takes the information that's coming in on Newbook or whatever your channel manager is. It creates the zap into Asana to then start creating a list of tasks. Now obviously Steve has come up with those lists of tasks that now are VA, and obviously I'm gonna get onto VAs and virtual assistants just in a moment, that they then have to tick off whenever a new booking comes through because of the, there's certain things that have to happen whenever a new booking comes through, right? So this could be making sure the apartment's clean from the previous uh, one and checking that it's done as well. We've had that before, a clean scheduled in, we've got a new booking coming in, and for some reason, the cleaner didn't turn up. It happens, okay? It does. So if you've got a system in place to check that the cleaner's actually happened, giving you enough time to obviously go and sort it out or get another cleaner in place. And by the way, this is why you have cleaners A, B, C, D, and E. And then it finally gets to you. Zapier then can also send uh, the invoice. If again, it's a direct booking, send the invoice through to zero. Uh, this is our cloud-based uh, accounting system. Again, it's the one we use. There's obviously QuickBooks, very similar. Uh, again, zero, I love. If ever you've had a mountain of receipts, whenever you've you know, been coming up to Peterborough maybe, traveling, your subsistence, you just end up with a whole wadge of receipts that you're like, okay, I'll get them onto the, the books later. Now you just take a picture, write it in. Was it on the business account? Did you pay personally? Do you need to be repaid? Boom, send, save, done. Don't need to keep that receipt. Beautiful. Zappy will then send the information over to zero, create the invoice and email it out to the relevant email. So this is why I talk about automation and systems before we outsource. Because all these things now that you might have gone, oh, I need a person to do these things, which you're gonna be paying obviously an hourly rate for, where things can go wrong, because if there's a person involved, of course, you know, they can get ill, they can get sick, they can have dependents need them, their internet goes down, whatever it might be. These things are working whether anyone's working or not. So if we get a new booking in, and it happens to be in the small time, uh, time zone where we don't have someone on shift, it'll still start creating all these tasks, uh, it'll still go into zero, all the messages will start going out before anyone's got involved. This is the mistake I made at the beginning, this is power of hindsight, right? So this is now what we are doing. Okay, outsource. Actually, I'm gonna go st step back. So I've talked about a lot of automation and systems there. The trouble is a lot of people go, okay, but that's software, maybe that's not where you're at right now. Obviously there are some small fees to some of these. Asana we've had for ever now, and we're still on the free version. You don't need to have the premium version. Uh, Slack, I wanna say that is free, yeah, we're still on the free version. Zapier, there's a small cost too. I think it's about 20 pounds a month. Zero uh, again, small charge for that, but just absolutely takes the head out of it, headache out of it, and should save you on accountancy fees at the end of the year as well. So it's all relative. But one of the things I am a massive advocate of is to get that stuff out of your head that you're doing every single day and you just take for granted. And if you suddenly get sick or break a leg or are in hospital or you don't have Wi-Fi or whatever, what then happens? Nothing gets done, right? Especially if it's just you at the beginning. So one of the things I want to give you is three simple ways to start getting those systems out of your head and onto your computer so you can start handing over those systems, okay? So number one, 
Number one is about getting something like this. Now it doesn't have to be as fancy as this. This is a Zoom H1N. This is a small, uh, what I use to record all my podcasts on essentially. It's great, it's light, it's portable. Uh, it's under hundred pounds and that's including buying the uh, lav mic that goes with it, Lavier mic. So when you're going through anything, when you're on a phone call maybe, when you're calling agents, if you're actually thinking about um, outsourcing the, the scaling of your business and the acquisition part of your business. And I go, some people are like, I can't give out that part of it. But you can. You just need to let people know what you're saying and how you're getting these agents to work with you or how you're getting these landlords to work with you if you're making direct-to-landlord calls as well. And so start taking notes of it. Now, you might want to mention that you're recording these things, but again, if it's just for your personal use, they're not going to be seen by anyone else, that's fine. Because what it starts creating is then a checklist or a script. Yeah, so what this may end up coming, it won't usually end up staying as audio, it will then tr get transcribed. So whether you have a VA to already do that, or if you want to use something like temi.com, T-E-M-I.com, or rev.com, R-E-V.com, One's a software system, by the way, one's a person, or people, should I say. Therefore, there's a price difference. But I have to say, temi.com has been pretty nigh on perfect. And what I actually kind of love about it, there's a built-in editor tool to it. So I get to go through it, or my VA does, depending on if I've got the time, or if I'm like, no, I'll get the VA to do it. We'll go through and correct it. So of course, then they're going through the checklist as it's been recorded, and if there's any missing gaps, or if anything I've forgotten, or if there's a word I've stumbled over, we can correct that as we go, okay? So that's step one, system one, okay? System one to start creating your systems. Number two, I absolutely love this, and if you're not using this, you've got to get it now, Evernote. I feel like I repeat myself all the time whenever I talk about Evernote, but the amount of people who I've mentioned it to just off the cuff, and they're like, I got this in my life, and it's completely transformed it. Thank you so much, Catherine. This is why I keep needing to say it. And it sounds so crazy, right? It's literally a note-taking software, but it syncs everywhere. So it's on my phone, tablet, laptop. I can share notes with my team members, share notes with my business partner. I can, they can share notes back with me. I used to be one of those people that would grab the back of an envelope, write everything down, grab the last scrap bit of a notebook, or whatever, and then I can't bloody find the thing. Now for me, phone out, onto Evernote, write those ideas down. It is invaluable. So one of the things, again, if I'm going through a system, if I'm talking through something, if I've got an idea on something, most of me, I use my Evernote now as podcast ideas, but I'm always typing them out. For here, again, I was asking people ahead of time, what sort of things would you want me to cover in this keynote? And so one of the key things was people were writing on, say, Facebook and things, I'd copy that into Evernote. And I've just got a list of things that people are always wanting to know about leverage, specific to then service accommodation, and what you can do in there is create little checklists, literally checklists. You can take great photos. It comes through and it just makes it nice and clear. It's a beautiful use of system. So again, whenever you're going through something, you think, right, this is literally a step-by-step -step checklist. I log in. This is my login details. This is my password. By the way, if you don't want to then give those password details to anyone, I'm going to give you another piece of software that is fantastic and, again, I can use. LastPass.com. L-A-S-T. P-A-S-S.com. Now, I had someone the other day, love him to pieces. I'm just uh, helping him get his podcast started. I'm actually doing his intro to his podcast, which is quite fun. And I told him about LastPass, and uh, he said, yeah, so I've sent the, the LastPass login to my VA. <gasps> ah! Like, 
panic. Oh my goodness, what are you doing? Uh, so I had to do a quick vo voice memo back. Again, what's, uh, what's that? Voice memo, changing my life, honestly. Um, quick voice memo back and said, do not do that. Change it straight away. Because what you'll do is you'll put all your, uh, your, your usernames, all the sites that you go to. So for your channel manager, for booking.com, for Airbnb, you'll put in all your uh, websites that you're going to. You put in your username. You put in the password for that site. Do not make it the same as your master password, okay? And then there's a button to share those individual ones. So the booking.com, Airbnb, maybe your Facebook along the way, things like that. And so it means it's all encrypted. They never get your password. And it's just a fantastic bit of kit. And it's free. It's amazing. Okay. The third way to create your system. Now, some of you are on laptops in front of me right now, and many of you will be using laptops to run your business. Now, of course, if you're running it off your phone, same principle applies, all right? Same principle. What I want you to start getting into the habit too, so I've seen a few of you with Macs, you've got QuickTime Player built in. Use it. Screen record using the mic. When you're going through this, again, log in, what I'm doing, how it works, where I'm going to, what I'm writing, which message, although hopefully you're now gonna automate the messages and use our templates, all done for you. If you get a refund request, how do you deal with that? Right, this is what I do, this is how much I'm gonna go up to, this is what you're authorized to do, yeah? Everything you're going through, talk through it. So this is the one, again, a question I get a lot. I have a VA hiring portal called the Viva Club, viva.club, the viva.club, the very important virtual assistant club. And pretty much the number one question I get is, are they gonna have the skills for this? So if whatever industry you're in or your business you do or anything like that, and I have a lot of entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, um, even small business teams, and they're like, but have you got someone who can do this? I have, at least within our portal, uh, direct portal over 2000, I have then wider reach I can go to if I ever need to, because by the way, those 2000 are kind of turning over, yeah? Another 40,000 to 50,000 I can reach if I need to. So I don't know the skills of every single VA that we have there, <laughs> surprisingly. But what I do know is they can follow systems. They can follow checklists. They can follow videos. And this doesn't mean, by the way, you have to have every single flowed out bit of your business before you hire someone. Because what did I say when you hire a VA? It's gonna give you that kick up the butt you need to start creating those. So I hear so many people, ah, but I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this before I do this. You're never, ever, ever gonna have all your ducks in a row. We're entrepreneurs, we're business people. When do we ever have our ducks in a row? So instead what I say is use those three ways. So screen record using QuickTime Player on your Mac or use Screencast-O-Matic for PCs. Talk through what you're doing, whether you're going into booking.com, Airbnb, your channel manager, uh, your Facebook inquiries, whatever it might be, get into the habit of recording it and talking it through as you're doing it. That is called using your net time. No extra time. Because you're doing that task anyway. So net time I love. I was using net time on the way up here to listen to podcasts, to get ideas because I'm going in the studio this afternoon to record some podcasts for my own podcast. Net time, no extra time. Okay, that's three ways. We've got them? 
just clarifying them again. So using some sort of recording device. So Zoom H1n could even be your uh, phone. Most of them have voice recording uh, apps on them now as well. Pretty decent ones. It could be using an Evernote system if you just like writing and creating checklists there, but I would advise everyone to get Evernote. Again, you don't need to go for the premium version. Uh, I would advise everyone to get LastPass as well and then use your uh, screen recording, QuickTime Player, Screencast-O-Matic to record while you're doing those tasks. And again, there's similar ones that you can use for the phone. Again, it just depends what phone you've got. Okay, they're your systems. That's now you starting to create your systems that are then gonna go into these automations as well. Okay, then when you outsource, you have your systems ready to hand over. So key outsources within your service accommodation business. Now, most of you should know this. I don't wanna teach suck eggs, but having some sort of out of hours service was absolutely key to change from me being the person who had to, uh, uh, yeah, go and, go and talk to people when I had to remove them from the property if they weren't quite using it as described or as stated in our contracts. Um, we're very clear about that now. Uh, but again, I don't have to do that anymore. And where we've needed to, we've also have a security firm if we ever need to call on them. So again, just having that contact. So you're leveraging that if you need to, you're outsourcing to them if you need to uh, as well. Cleaners, I'm sure we all know about getting great cleaners on board. They are absolutely vital to any great running service accommodation business. And like I said, you will need backups. You just will. Even if you have the best cleaning team in the world, you will need a backup. Something may happen. A handy personal maintenance. So actually the team we use for maintenance, I think, um, I think Steve, when he was part of the mastermind here, is mentoring here. Uh, he gave out this name many a time. I'm going to share it on the podcast. Kevin probably knows him as well. Um, but share with him that you know me. Uh, he's a good friend now. Uh, he lives in Essex. Is uh, Everything Lettings. So they do our out of hours and we have maintenance contracts with them as well. And they're just fantastic. Everything Lettings. Uh, Roy, you'll uh, probably end up speaking to at some point. But say you know Catherine Turner and he'll be like, oh, no. <laughs> and finally... Kevin Starton said, yes, I love talking about virtual assistants. We've now worked with probably coming up to about 20 virtual assistants over the last five years or so. Some have stayed, some have gone, some didn't work out. It's like every other employee, right? But we have some that have stayed with us for years upon years. Uh, I think our longest serving one was about, was, well, I think she's just gone. So you know, five years, that's pretty good. In the world of virtual assistants, when they are freelancers still, not employed by you. They're still contractors. They can go when they, when they want to. But what I do have in my arsenal is why they should stay with you. The benefits you're going to give them, the loyalty and trust that you build up with them over that time is absolutely key. So one of the things uh, people have said to me about, you know, what sort of technology should I use if I'm using a VA and, you know, they're not sitting next to me and I want to know what they're doing all the time. Well, yeah, there's lots of technologies out there that can watch all that. You've got time proof, things like that. But I always started with not wanting to use those things because if I was an employee, whether sitting next to my boss, sitting in the same office as my boss or 100 miles away from my boss, I don't want him sitting, her sitting, watching my every move on my computer. So why would I want to do that to someone else? I'm always treat people how you want to be treated. So for me, instead, we did daily reports and we do weekly reports. And then we went on to quarterly reports as well. And the main things in there were saying, what did you obviously accomplish today? What didn't get accomplished today? What did you need from us that stopped you accomplishing? Or what could you do with? So it might be a system of software, piece of 
equipment that they needed to then get on with their role and any other feedback they wanted to give us. So it's this really nice continuous loop. Now, of course, yes, we've been using Asana from the very beginning as well. So again, that gives us a good feedback and, and loop. And when we had a number of VAs working for us at any one time, we have a VA manage them. So by the way, if you haven't even hired your first one yet, I know that seems a long way off, but we soon realized we didn't want to manage all these different people. We wanted to manage one who could then manage the other people. So that worked really nicely for us. So again, the question comes, when you're ready to hire your VA, what do I actually get them to do? So I've covered this a number of times on my podcast. I've gone more niche and uh, talked about what they can do in property businesses. But again, I'm about to go more niche and go into service accommodation specific. Why? Because someone asked me to. So I'm a sucker for pleasing people. Uh, and I'm hoping it'll help all of you as well. So one of the things we're doing at the Viva Club is putting out a number of reports and downloads and checklists that you can download and essentially use as your checklist and use as your task list and your what you're going to outsource when you are ready to hire your virtual assistant, because I'm sure all of you will be at some point, but it's just knowing what to give them. So right now, if you go to the Viva Club, so the Viva.club, you can go and get our 101 tasks you can give to a VA. Now I know that's like, oh, Catherine, my goodness, overwhelm. What are you doing to me? I've separated them out into different roles. And what I see it as is more like a checklist for you to scan through and say, oh, okay, I didn't know I could actually outsource that. Okay, great, that's gonna be next on my outsource list. Or I'm doing that right now, I never thought a VA could do that for me. Okay, great. And what I need, and what it will show you is the type of job role you need for your VA and the type of task you're gonna be getting them to do. And then what I'm releasing over the next few weeks, uh, very shortly is gonna go out uh, the top 10 tasks that uh, a VA can do in your social media to help you increase your reach, following, and uh, engagement. And the next one after that, because it's been the next one that's been requested, is service accommodation. So again, free to download at the viva.club. So when I spoke to someone recently about the service accommodation business, we've had a, a quick chat. She wanted to know again what uh, a VA could do. She had more than just a service accommodation business as well. So we were kind of looking holistically across her businesses. So she was also doing online, uh, essentially Amazon, and, and putting products on there. She had a service accommodation business and she was also looking at property investment and other properties and kind of doing uh, research on right move and things like that. And for me, I just felt like she really needs someone who is good at service, uh, service accommodation in terms of the customer service piece. So chatting with customers, giving feedback and things like that, but also had a good level of admin skills. That seemed to be kind of her main requirement. I was like, yeah, that would be just one VA. She then went, oh, I think I might want them to do some finance stuff as well. I was like, well, okay, do not have a jack of all trade. We've done that before. We've got lucky at times. We've had someone like really competent and they've picked it all up and we haven't overwhelmed them. But we've equally done that to other people and other employees and overwhelmed them. So my thing now is to look across your businesses. If you have more than one, what's the kind of skill set? Is it customer service? Is it admin? Is it website management? Is it social media management? And kind of hone it down. And so that's what I've done in the 101 tasks as well, kind of hone it down into those job roles as well. But for service accommodation, we were talking about this and I said, well, using a channel manager, right? She said, yeah. I was like, so everything you do on your channel manager is online, yeah. So then a virtual assistant can do that for you. And by the way, um, again, I should clarify that all our virtual assistants are based in the Philippines. So per hour rate, we're looking at £2.50 to £3.50 which by the way is a fantastic hourly rate for them. Like we're, we've made sure of that. 
and we're constantly updating and making sure we're paying great wages. So let's just say on any given month, we're working on the basis of 40 hours a week here, they're working for your business, so full time, roughly maybe about 400 pounds, let's just say so somewhere in the middle there, what could they do for your business? So if you're working on your business, and again, this was a question I got online, how do you work out how many VAs you should hire based on your booking revenue? And I was like, how long is a piece of string? Kind of question, really. Because each and every one of you is going to have a different reason why you started your SA business and have different goals with it. So for me to really answer that question personally, I need to know a number of things. How many essays do you want? What's your profit levels from each SA? Because different SAs will have different profit levels. And over the year, again, they may balance out across summer months and winter months. And so you might say, well, Catherine, if a, a VA who can do pretty much everything on my channel manager I'm doing right now because it's all online, I'm happy that my first ever essay, all the profit from that pays for them because then I can go out and get more essays. Because maybe you have a job alongside it and you don't need that first income level. But you might be saying, no, Catherine, I need that 400 pounds. So I'm gonna work in it more and I'm gonna wait until I get four essays. And then the first essay is paying for it and then the rest of three are my profit. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's all gonna be dependent on your goal with it, on what you want to scale to. If you're like, I've got one essay and it makes me a thousand a month, because of course it's all different, right? But what a virtual assistant can do for your business is basically everything you're doing on your channel manager right now. So if you're having to schedule cleaners, RVAs do that. If you're having to schedule maintenance, RVAs do that. If they're having to take in complaints and work out maybe a refund is needed or something didn't happen or whatever like that, RVAs do that. They have, again, a kind of level that we've given them. We started at 50 pounds. We've upped that to 100 pounds. Again, if maintenance needs to happen, they can see, is it a landlord maintenance issue or is it one that we cover as part of our contract? And again, we've got the maintenance team they can call and they've got, again, handy persons if we want to just get some quotes on that. And they can go out and do all of that. If we want to, again, scale and build, we can actually have our VAs go and book viewings with letting agents. They can be finding properties on open rent, on Gumtree, and go to landlords directly. They can be doing all of that as well. They can be making sure those inquiries that you used to get in the middle of the night are now getting answered because that's fine because it's not the middle of the night for them. So again, you can decide whether you want them to work UK hours or if you want them to maybe stick with Filipino hours because then they're covering the hours when you're asleep. They're completely up to you. What I would always say is have a period of crossover between when you're working and when they're working so you can have that kind of direct conversation and contact at some point throughout the day. And once you hire one, by the way, you're very likely to hire your next. I've just seen it happen too many times because people are like, oh, okay, look how much more I can get done. 40 hours extra in your business every single week. What would that look like? What would that give you? How much could you scale? As much as you want, because it's all personal. Okay, I think that's me kind of over with the main formalities part. If you want to get in contact, if you want those downloads as well, like I said, uh, Catherine at turninvest.co.uk. If you go to the Viva Club, www.theviva.club, that free report, say the 101 tasks will go up first, the social media and then the SA one. And just hit a quick reply and I'll make sure you get those contact message templates uh, if you haven't already got them written for your channel manager and you can just plug and play. 
and that's all there for you. And of course, come and check out Leverage Lifestyle Podcast as well if you're not already subscribed. But that's the kind of main part done. Don't know, Kevin, you've got anything else I need to wrap up with? Okay, thanks very much, Catherine. Thank Hopefully you. everyone found that useful. I can't, you know, endorse uh, highly enough the importance of systemizing and outsourcing and leveraging because otherwise you will become a busy pool, especially in service combination. So <laughs> everything that, that Catherine has said. And ultimately, the, the, the sky's the limit in terms of how big you can scale if you're implementing this advice. So, round of applause for Catherine, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I hope everyone enjoyed that. And as I always finish, here's to your success in serviced accommodation. Thanks for listening to the Serviced Accommodation Property Podcast. If you have any suggestions on future content for this podcast, please message Kevin via his Facebook page, Property Soldier.